0: Welcome to Pod Almighty, your monthly podcasting masterclass. Now this show is all about helping you to achieve your podcasting aims with some help and advice from us, but more importantly, from the friends, colleagues, and experts that we've met along the way. My name's James Marriott. I worked full-time in radio for the best part of two decades, and now I spend my time helping businesses and individuals to create, launch, grow, and develop a successful podcast of their own through my business called Sound Media.
1: And I'm Ellie Codling, a former radio producer, music scheduler, and programming coordinator, and now working as a podcast producer and editor, helping people launch their podcast.
0: podcast. Now, we want to put our experience and contact book to good use to help other podcasters. Now, today, we're kind of going right back to basics as we talk about launching a podcast. And more specifically, we talk about the barriers that a lot of people face And how you can get over them. Now, let me introduce our guest, who is Vic Turnbull. Now, Vic runs Mike Media and is the founder of Mike's Podcast Club. Now, if you were listening to our episode last month, you'll remember Charles, who helps Vic in terms of running the podcast club. But Vic is the founder. It is officially your baby, isn't it?
2: It's my little baby, yeah. Yeah, it is. I started it. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) <laughs> definitely yours. Definitely yours. So I'm mm. going to kind of summarize this to say, all three of us kind of do a similar sort of thing in terms of we help people to start a podcast. That's basically what yeah. all three of us do. We work with different people. We do it in slightly different ways, but we've all got experience of helping people, and we've all launched multiple podcasts as well. So this is stuff that you know we've been through quite a few times. And can and, I say, like I mean, you lo- say it,
2: James? Can I say we help you grow your show? Sure.
0: <laughs> hey, you're you're from my part of the world as I well know. you you you've, it's only because you've gone posh since you've left
2: i miss i miss the accent i love it down road. we're gonna road. to that oh, yeah. a show, alone, she show.
0: <laughs> i'm starting to feel victimized here <laughs> right let's move on to some uh some launch barriers so how we're going to do this is i've been doing some research posting like facebook groups and other things as well, and put together what I think is kind of a top 10 reasons as to why people never get round to launching their podcast. So top 10 barriers, effectively, to launching a podcast. And these are things that tend to come up time and time again to you know differing uh, levels and different extents that people really face issues with these barriers. So we're going to go through these 10. We're going to see if we can figure out how you get past them. And then we will see what we're left with at the end, because um, it might be that all three of us have actually come across different reasons that we that we don't get to. First of all, and these are in no particular order, by the way, because I wasn't scientific enough to try and actually make it into a proper top 10 in reverse order. But something that, I, that does tend to come up a lot is people who are worried about the time that it's going to take. So people effectively think, well, podcasting, yeah, it sounds great, but it's just a time drain. You can see why someone would think that, and you could see why that would be A barrier so how do we get past that
2: yeah my god i hear this all the time it's i've not got the thing i hear before this is i hear i haven't got time to listen to podcasts but i want to make a podcast but i've not got time to make a podcast you should be listening to podcasts if you want to make a podcast anyway that's a whole different podcast what's this i think this is down to planning being being realistic with yourself so have a look at how much time you have in your life and have a look at that podcast idea and see if realistically that fits together and if it doesn't you might have to scale back your podcast idea or be I can say this because I love doing it I love planning but that that this is when that pre-production phase comes in like in handy and it's quite important is to schedule and plan what you're going to do down to the last T. so because it might be overwhelming you've not got time at the minute do a bit of a schedule
1: yeah, I I also think as well. Don't feel that pressured that you have to do it weekly. You know, just because that's a lot of people say that's how you should do it. If that's not going to work for you, don't put that pressure on yourself. Find a schedule that will work for you. Monthly's fine. You know, with this one's monthly. Uh, do it in series. Don't feel you can never take a break. You know, don't, start that from the offset. And where you like you say in the pre-planning, it's this answers all these questions and relays all those fears that you've got that know what's realistic for you and plan mm-hmm. that before you start tell your audience from the start this is going to be a series only monthly i can only do a 15 minute one because i haven't got the time to edit an hour one or whatever that's fine
2: yeah and then as your uh process speed up and you get into the groove of things then maybe you can start getting a little bit more regular yeah uh, you go fortnightly or go weekly uh be, I think it's be easy on yourself, isn't it, Ellie? And James, don't put yourself under so much, like, pressure.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: it's got to work for you, hasn't it? And that involves... Vic, I know me and you are both plan, fans of planning, like, you know, plan everything to the nth degree, but it really does make a difference. The other stuff that, that I would say is I... So so often I'll have conversations with people that maybe I've, ne- I've met at a networking event and they'll say, oh, I just I just don't have time. And I kind of think, well you have time to go to a, like a networking event where maybe you might meet 10 people. The time it takes to a podcast, which is is in front of an unlimited people, it might take you an hour, it might take you two hours, it might take you five hours, whatever it takes. But compare that to the potential reach of your podcast. How many networking meetings do you need to go in order for 200 people to find out what it is that you do and what you're And that's not me saying that, therefore, that you should do a podcast, which is just an advert, because that's not what it's about. But in the same way, you don't go to a networking event just to try and sell to the people who are are at that event with you. So if you've properly strategized your podcast, and it's genuinely designed to help do whatever it is that you do, whether that's thought leadership, whether it's uh, awareness raising, whatever it might be, then it's actually probably a really, really good use of your podcast time and it's other stuff that you should look at and think well actually should I maybe be spending as much time doing x y and Z because podcasting I'm getting a lot more bang for my book in terms of the time that that I'm spending on it the other thing as well and and uh, we will all be on this page and sing this hymn which is you know if you need to outsource there's plenty of people out there that can help you with pretty much every element or of, of the stuff that's involved in podcasting and we're not here to sell our services but you know we all offer things that will vastly be able to improve that that workflow and and, and enable podcasters to outsource a lot of stuff oh, so that's absolutely. time sorted then we've actually yeah we've totally um we've totally got that down to a tee there we've yeah.
2: revolutionized revo, revolutionized your day there but there is i don't go a week without someone posting on facebook or twitter is there any people that can help me with a podcast out there join the podcasting groups on Facebook even though sometimes they are a bit busy noisy and scary and and make you laugh uh there's the people on there that that are there who want to help you make your podcast so but saying all this they do take time to make they do when I'm doing workshops with clients I tend not to sugarcoat the fact that it will take time
1: yeah I think the initial setup takes the most time doesn't it and once you're in the flow of what you're doing then then it it does become easier like you said earlier but again it comes down to well if you haven't got the time then the out outsource the the bits that take your time you do your planning your prep leave the post-production to someone else show notes edit
0: all the rest it's a way around it I, I just think that really it's it's a psychological hurdle more than anything else it's you've got to get to a point where you can genuinely see why it is worth spending that time If anyone says, oh, you can do a podcast, it's only going to take you half an hour a week, they're probably lying or it won't be very good. You've got to get to a point where you think, yeah, if I invest two hours a week into doing this, then this is what I'm going to get out of it and it's worth it. Or if I invest five hours a week into this, or if I put two days a month aside to blitz through doing all my podcast episodes for the next two months or something, then you've just got to reach a point in your own mind where you think, actually, that is time that is worth spending on it
2: how long does it take you two to do this every month then from inception to publishing and all the marketing stuff probably
1: three hours would you say
0: we do we do a video from it which probably takes well yeah that puts more
1: time on it yeah
0: yeah so yeah over in terms of total hours spent on it it's probably maybe six or seven hours altogether but we spread it between two of us and we do overplan it, you know. It it isn't one that's that's you know planned out with you know every sentence set in advance. We could spend more time on it. We could probably spend less time on it. But you know, I think we we figured out the amount of time it was really worthwhile that we felt was right to um, to spend on it, and we just make it work within our schedules. Yeah, yeah five that's, or six hours. We a share month it, don't something. we? Yeah. It's I suppose not,
1: when we yeah. consider what we're both doing, it probably is that amount of time. Yeah.
0: Let's move on to number two on the list. And this is kind of linked because it's another one of those things that that does come up time and time again, and that is money. And maybe a lot of the stuff that we've talked about there for time will probably also come into play a little bit here. The thing with money is you can do a podcast and spend nothing that is entirely possible. You can use equipment that you already have. You can host it on there's, you know, two or three uh, free hosting options out there. You can distribute it for free. You don't have to pay to distribute on Spotify or Apple or anything like that. And you can use social media to promote it. The only real cost involved is is just offsetting your time, really. But, you know, you don't have to spend a fortune on your podcast. I always say the, the reality of this is you can do a podcast for free, but the more that you're prepared to put into it, ultimately, the better it will be mm. and the better it will sound. If you record using your internal microphone on your laptop, it'll be all right. If you buy a decent USB microphone for 150 quid, it will sound better. You know That's, that's the way it goes. If you record it on Zoom, it'll be all right. If you subscribe to a proper recording platform, it will sound better. So I, I think it's a completely untrue to say podcasting is too expensive because it's not, but you could also go crazy and spend hundreds, thousands if you want to. It's finding your own sweet spot, really.
2: Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, I work with a lot of charities and not-for-profit organisations to make their podcasts, and budget is a massive thing with a, with a lot of organisations I work with. i have got an account for every spend, and often there funded by other people and they've got a right to fund us and say this is how I spent my whatsits so giving them an, uh, options to have something that sounds beautiful slick and professional but at the same time them are not forking out thousands it's something that I'm very passionate about and I think that you could buy the most beautiful gorgeous microphone that's 500 600 pounds you could buy yourself and then Procaster whatsits and get all the beautiful soundproof your spare room and all that but if you're using it wrong and you don't use anything right it's all going to sound a bit shit so I think there's a bit of skill there as well in how you use it as well um I'm using now a a blue snowball which is not the best USB microphone there's certainly better ones out there I think that a lot of it is is how you're using the skill of getting great sounding audio. And that can be done on the cheap. You could, you could make yourself a soundproofing vocal booth with a cardboard box and some scarves.
0: Yeah, we've oh, seen I, it. I feel like there's a, there's a future episode here. We're going kind of Tracy Island, Blue Pizza style. We could <laughs> yeah. do an Honestly, episode on how to create your own. your own studio. That'd be so much fun. What you're going to need is two washing up bottles, <laughs> empty.
2: <laughs> PVA glue. I am a bargain <laughs> green <light>. <laughs> this microphone was from pawnbrokers brokers in stockport <laughs> like brilliant you don't have to get stuff new either have a look on ebay because the no. thing is as we were I, saying I before bought tons of stuff on ebay yeah it's podcasting you might not stuff. like it in a month's time and you you, you lumped with all this bloody podcasting shit and you can't get rid of it don't spend loads of stuff from the outset you will notice now because podcasts are getting popular there's that surge in people wanting to get stuff there's loads of stuff on ebay now because everyone's got loads of people have gone I don't actually like it, and I've not got time anymore. So,
0: fair comments.
2: Yeah,
0: yep. I do think as well that sometimes, I, quite a lot of the time, actually, where people think oh, I'm going to start a podcast, and the first thing they think about is what equipment am I going to buy? Because that's the exciting bit, isn't it? Like buying new toys is exciting. Is so this point like, three oh, on your list, gonna, James? This is just this is just a general thing that you know people do think. Well, if I'm going to do a podcast, I, I want to spend money, and that you know they feel that you have kind of got to really it does link into the next one which is kind of like fear about what what you need so like tech but not just that people think oh i'm gonna need a website for it or oh how do i do the editing just you know those those kind of elements that make up a podcast which can all be you know i said to people look you know you've got you've got options with stuff like editing you can use i forgot the name of it now the free editing
1: audacity audacity audacity
0: You can use Audacity. You can do your own editing. You can subscribe to editing software. You can buy editing software. You've got loads of options. You can outsource it. We've talked about the fact you can buy as much equipment as you want. You don't necessarily need it. You can get by with what you've already got. You don't don't need a website for a podcast, really. It might be that you start without and you add it on afterwards. In terms of launching a podcast, none of that stuff should really be a barrier because all it takes is a little bit of research or a quick chat with someone who's maybe already a podcaster and immediately realise all right I probably have already got enough stuff and you know with a hosting platform you probably get like a little mini sort of you know makeshift website with your hosting platform yeah. as well so it's it's enough yeah. isn't it it shouldn't be a barrier to say oh, I can't launch because of this.
1: In a way the hosting platforms are a good thing aren't they because they do give you all the extra tools as well so sometimes it is worth the investment of a hosting platform to lead you to the website, then how to monetize it and all the other extra links. So sometimes I think a hosting platform probably is worth a spend.
0: Definitely.
2: Yeah. I, so the big thing about this is people don't know. So that's one of the big barriers, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Simple. I don't know what order to do it in. And I don't know the detail. So how I approach this is getting people getting to break it into sections because it doesn't we know we know when we're doing projects it can be really overwhelming sometimes so to make it our our heads easy for it to sort of go in and break it down is to break it into sections so I take it as pre-production so do planning don't even think about picking up that bloody microphone production this is when you start recording it and getting your guests in and doing the the meaty bit in the middle, and then post production, editing, show notes, descriptions, cover art. If you I can never say this way, you would have to help me out, Ellie and James. Car park, car park, car mentalize. Car, oh, car, compartmentalize, compartmentalize. Are <laughs> you
0: uh, <I was> trying <laughs> to say car parking?
2: Car, car park mentalize it, then it becomes less less stress in your head there's then that then one of the barriers i certainly had when i launched my first podcast was the exact same thing oh, i need a website oh, i need i need a twitter i need instagram Oh, about a facebook and then every like add-on was stopping me from doing it oh i need a I need a co-host i need a i need a network i need a other and it was just me procrastinating because i was like just and at the end you just like get this shit out get it out get it out get it out, get it out. But a lot of people don't get to that stage.
0: Any of those things could stop you, really, couldn't they, if if you allow them to? And um, you're quite right. And I think this links into one of the other things on the list, which is I'm going to sum it up as clarity. It's like where to start, because it can be that podcasting really should, should be simpler than it is. And, and when you look at it, and there are a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of elements to podcasting that you you need to get sort of... And most people that launch podcasts will say afterwards, oh, it was a bit more, a bit more complex than I thought it was going to be, or it took more time than I thought it was going to take, or it was more difficult than I thought it was going to be. I hear that a lot from people who think, well, you're just talking into a microphone, that's it. Just don't realise that there's other things around it. And that can lead to once you start looking into it, you just think, I don't know where to start with this. And I think that pretty much actually describes what you've just talked about. Vic there, in terms of breaking it down and starting with point one and just knowing an order really to do things in. The natural thing for people to do is to do that wrong because you do want to buy the equipment first and you want to plug a microphone in and you want to start recording first. And you want to put something out there because you want to say to people, I've got a podcast out there. That's the attraction, isn't it? To doing a podcast is actually doing a podcast. The planning and the stopping and thinking about it, that's almost like, that's boring. That's the annoying bit. I don't want to have to do that. I just want to have fun. If you want to make an impact with it, it's the way that you've got to do things. You have got to do things in that, that order. You have got to strategize first. You have got to put some plans in place because, and we've all seen this, the alternative, if you just pick up a microphone and start doing it, and you think, this is brilliant, I'm podcasting. Six months down the line, you'll have quit. You'll have yeah, stopped doing it.
1: Just about because to say, yeah. you
0: will just burn out because without some thoughts behind the strategy and behind, you know, the the why, then you just get to a point where it stops being fun and it does become a time drain. And so you have to have all those things in place, otherwise it's pointless.
2: Yeah, totally. You get the dreaded pod burn. I tried to say it in the most teethiest voice I had. Pod fade. Pod, pod fade. Is, is <laughs> you know, which are. When you burn out through podcasting because A, you've overwhelmed yourself, not planned it right and put tech and too much on, or B Podfade is when your podcast fades away. So you do so many episodes and then you stop and and I I I have Podfade and I've had Podburn and my my very first podcast is currently faded. It's coming back, and it's completely faded. Because I I life got in the way and it's yep. it's too freaking complicated to make but you've learned from that i've learned from that but ellie it still pains me that it's taken me two two years to edit one episode so far because really i i I, this is one of my barriers i'm frozen with fear of putting it out there right you see there's is that another one on your list james
0: well let's jump to, to that. well i think there's two things going on there and one of them i don't think applies to you but there is the fear, in terms of imposter syndrome, that I think is a massive barrier for people starting a podcast for the first time, and yeah. that covers all kinds of different things. and And that's that's a really hard one for us to. T- I mean, that's an episode by itself, I think. To be it honest. is. It is. Um, but that includes stuff like people that just hate the sound of their own voice, and we we did a podcast episode about this a couple of months back. You know, getting over those kind of barriers. But then there's a separate kind of fear, which is, I think it's a fear of failure, and I think this has become more and more of an issue with the more podcasts that there are in the world because you've got more competition you're up against at the moment we know it's more than two million we're probably looking at somewhere around maybe even towards two and a half million now i disagree podcasts out there oh, i go
2: disagree on. i don't think you're in competition with over two million podcasts out there i think you're in competition with your corner of the world in your niche
0: but do you think it's but a barrier I don't think
2: you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in competition with my podcast with my dad wrote a porno, because my podcast is not for the audiences of my dad wrote a porno. So I'm not. I'm not fighting for that. I'm not fighting for that audience. If you get me.
1: Yeah, but I suppose with the more podcasts out there, though, there are more still in your niche now, though, than there used to be. Yeah, but there's
2: not two million.
0: No. But you've done the right thing, though, Vic, haven't you? You, You've broken it down onto a micro level. I think in terms of it being a barrier for people to launch their podcast, the the fear of going, oh, there's all why no one's gonna listen to mine. Why would anyone listen to my podcast? Absolutely. That that, that is a genuine fear, I think, for for people. And and that they do think, well, they're gonna listen to my dad wrote a porno. They're not gonna listen to mine. I think people genuinely do think it sounds like you've 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 got past that, that yeah, psychological that's good advice completely there, and, and oh, yeah, anyone that's at like that, that hurdle <laughs> needs to do what you've done, and you just think actually you're you're not. But it also goes back to well, why are you doing it? If if you're doing a podcast just because you want loads of listeners in six months, you'll have stopped. We go back to that same point again because that's not a good enough reason to do a podcast. It needs more thought. It needs a strategy. It needs a better aim than just I want listeners. That is not a good enough aim. Oh,
2: I want money. Yeah,
1: that's that's yeah. Not a good place to start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. because you, you will you you will hit that point where just not happy and you will give it up. But I can see a reason why that is is a major barrier for people. And you summed it up perfectly, really, which is just break it down onto a, a much more micro manageable level in terms of who you're really up against. And also redefine what failure means. Like if you're scared of scared of failure there's only you that can decide whether or not your podcast is a success or a failure. Yeah. So figure out what success looks like for you. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't really necessarily be done purely on numbers. And, and I'm, I, I hate the fact that podcasting generally is, is ruled by numbers and, and, they are, they're a measurable metric, absolutely. But they're also complete nonsense. You know, people kind of go, oh, I've only got 30 people that listen to this podcast. It's like, they're 30 people that have got names and they've got families and they've got lives and they've got jobs and some of them have got dogs and some of them have got cats and they've got 2.5 million podcasts to listen to and they <laughs> listen to yours, right? So not none of that, oh, I've only got 30, I want 40. They're genuine, they're real people. Um, and yeah. And so, you know, think, start, start thinking about Podcast success in different terms. Think about whether if you get, you know, more people who book an appointment with you through your website as a result of hearing your podcast, is that success? Mm. And that that again brings us back to strategy, which is if you're clear on your aim, then you can better measure your success. I'm deliberately saying aim like that just to make Vic happy, so it's got a bit of accent going on. (laughs) Um,
2: Aim. I I slip into it though. So the more I'm on speaking to you on this podcast, the more. I can't do it anymore. The more I'll split, the more I'll slip into it. I do. I say, sir, loads, load, 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 load. loads, there you load. go. loads, loads, <laughs> loads, loads.
0: So what we we've talked about those two. What what is when you talk about um, your fear of launching your show, Vic, What what do you think that is?
2: I I mean I've done I've recorded the intro to it this week and I, I talk about how as a creative I struggle with putting me out me out there, if you know what I mean. It's like it's very personal. And and I think comedians get this, artists get this, songs, singer songwriters get this, that you're almost putting yourself out there on a plate for people to for people to like or not like uh, and that and God, I make I've made you know, loads of client podcasts and productions and I still get a bit with that as well. It's like, well, oh my God, what are they going to think of it? Oh, I put so much time and effort into it. And because i am not put something out for a long time that's just purely me, it's given me the heebie jeebies loads. Me, as a, I do this for a living, I still get the heebie jeebies. So, yeah. what would
1: you say your way around that would be? Would you bring in somebody to help you launch that, to sort of give you the confidence to get over that and go, come on, let's get it uploaded and go?
2: Uh, um... What's It's a cattle what, prod situation? Yeah. yeah. What's is <laughs> being, he's being I'm, I'm more gonna, tough on I'm myself. Just
0: gonna, I'm just going to link this to one of the other things on the list, which is the hardest one to define, which is the last one on the list, which is just making a start. Even when you've kind of got everything in place, there is that barrier of just making a start. And, Vic, you'll know the – I wasn't at the last podcast club, but the one before – that there were a couple of people who were saying they've got everything in place – there's something, and it's not measurable. There's just that thing that just holds you back. And it is a fear of putting something out there. Or I think I think it's the most psychological out of all the things on this it's list. Like, it's, it, it can be different. It's quite personal, isn't it?
2: It's like a brick wall. And I can't describe it. And you can't go over it. And you can't go under it. It's this mental brick wall that you've got. Even though you've got all your... Is it ducks in a row? You've got all your yeah. ducks in a row. Uh, and you can't, you and your ducks can't get over this wall. But I know the feeling when you've got over that wall and you're waving to Vic across the other side of the wall going, look, you idiot, are here, it's fine, it's okay. And that's what I keep imagining now is the, the other side of the wall going, you did it, you dickhead, you did it. And to, knock, to chip away at that wall, I think it's taking it out brick by brick and doing a little bit at a time to get you over the wall. And that's accomplishment yeah. when you've done when you've done a little bit. You're like, oh, I've done a, I've done, I've done one little bit today. That's got me over that wall.
1: Yeah. Would playing it to your mates help before you put it live?
2: Do you know what? I think I, I might, I'm going to do that now. Um, I'm going I might give it to Charles to have listened to. Mm. Um, so, th- so I, I've not released an episode since I started my business, and I've not released an episode since uh, I got nominated for a British Podcast Award and done loads of other things. So. It's been a really interesting process to go back and with all the stuff that I've learned over the couple, past couple of years and ma- made a new episode. So, yeah, I think for people that have got that, that wall is to don't, again, don't see it as a big fat wall of china. See it as a little wall that you can chip away at and do, you know, take stuff off brick by brick. I'm doing this analogy really well, aren't I? I'm really proud yeah, of myself. No, for the, yeah, you're getting nearer to
0: it. <laughs> and I think there's a thing that we've got to understand here as well that not everyone is the same. Everyone is different. So, you know, we, we when we first started Pod Almighty from actually like deciding we were going to do it to doing the trailer, to getting the first episode done, we turned that around pretty quickly. I've got another project that I've been working on with some people that's maybe a year down the line and we've already recorded two episodes and then decided to change the whole thing. So threw it away, started pretty much from scratch to, to rethink it. So it's, it's taken a year and we're just getting towards the point now where we've got like a, a launch date in mind. And, you know, there, I've I've led both those projects and they've both worked completely differently on different timescales with different challenges. And, you know, we we kind of sit here and say, well, to get over this, you do this, and to get over the other, you do the other. But there is a huge variable in this, which is it does work slightly differently for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and you've got to understand that and don't beat yourself up for it as well. Appreciate the fact that you know, the, your your issue for getting over it might be a little bit different to someone else, and it might take you a bit longer. And some people, you know, uh, I've worked with people who've turned around and launched a in podcasting- barely a few days because that's the way that they work and they just get on with it and then they change it a few weeks down the line the bits that they're not happy with and and you know there isn't a right and there isn't a wrong.
1: No I think trust is an also thing another thing in there though as well James because you and I've worked together for a long time and there's a lot of trust between us as well so I think we sort of kicked each other along knowing that how we both are and I think we both had trust in each other that this would come off and we'd be all right with it and I think that's part of it too if you're with a new co-host you're building a new relationship it's all a process you need to go through to get there isn't it you need to spend the time building that relationship to make that podcast
2: you hold yourself both of each other accountable as well don't you so that's another shivvy along so you know Mm. james has got to do it because ellie's waiting for something and ellie's got to do it because james is waiting for something so that that works and that's that's why you've got this down to seven hours and and launched it really fast as well. So I think people let people down when it comes to podcasting as well. Or people yeah. are waiting for the ideal co-host or waiting for someone to finish something they're doing, another project they're doing. Just do it on your mm, do it on your own, but mm, maybe find someone there
0: <laughs> Yeah, and also we're jumping around a little bit here, but I think this is quite an important thing to say because you know we talked about the hours that we spend a month on pod almighty and that's probably quite refined like people will spend longer than that on their podcast i do a weekly football podcast that takes us probably about 40 minutes to record so we put an hour aside to record it i will make a note if there's any points in it that really need taking out otherwise i release it pretty much as we record it ums and ums leave everything in because of the fact that with that it's so current, if we're recording a podcast, say, on a Thursday and it's talking about a game on the Saturday, we've got a very finite window that people can listen to that podcast before it's out of date. So we made a decision to just say, we'll just release it. If we get feedback from people saying don't like the fact there's a bit of a gap there and we don't like that we don't like the other then we'll change it and no one's ever come back to us and and said that so our, our workflow for that is incredibly compressed you know it takes us 40 minutes to record it it actually probably takes me maybe 20 minutes then to stick an intro on it tidy up the audio run a few filters and things like that on it and just make those definite edits that i know need to be made but i don't spend hours pouring over it and then you know get it out and, and, and a bit of work that we do on social media, which we kind of share between us. So it's probably maybe an hour and a half, two hours at absolute max. And I thought it, it's kind of important to mention that because I think there's this expectation you must put 10 hours a week aside, otherwise you can't make a successful podcast. You know, it's all about what works for you and having faith in the direction that you choose to going. I'm aware we're fast running out of time. We've got two things that are left on on this uh, list. One of them is quite specific and that is finding guests. So we know that the most popular form of podcast format by some distance is an interview format. And I know from the various Facebook groups that I'm in, one of the things I see coming up time and time again is this fear that people have about oh, I'm worried about approaching guests how do you do it has anyone got a template that they can share with me and it's just overall it's I think imposter syndrome comes into this as well but it's a, a fear of approaching people and it's probably a fear of being rejected ultimately or a fear of not really knowing how to sell your show i guess is 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 really it i did a blog on this actually a couple of weeks ago and I picked out three things that I thought were really important. One is just appreciate the fact that people love to talk. So you say to someone, do you want to talk about yourself and what you do for an hour?" They probably do. So you know, that is more a psychological thing than anything else. Flatter people, you know, if you say to someone, "Oh I want to do an episode on X and you are the expert in X, so I don't want anyone else to come on this podcast. I want you to come on it. It's gonna be hard for someone to say, nah, sorry, not bothered about that. And the third thing is just make it really easy. So that use technology where you can set up a booking calendar so people can go through and pick a time slot that suits them rather than having to go back and forth on email, you know, 50 times, debating days and times and stuff like that. Set up a calendly or set up something that, that enables, just makes it really easy for people to book. And they were my three tips to kind of help with that. And there's tons of other stuff. I'm sure you've both got other stuff that you can bowl into that as well.
1: It's always start with your own network, isn't it? i always think it's a good good place to start start with Great the one tip. you know start mm-hmm. with your own network and then see where it spreads from there
2: absolutely fantastic tip there ellie yeah that's how again with my first podcast i was like well who do i have in my network and i approach people in my network make it really make the ask really clear and simple who what why when yeah uh, up top don't wang on about your podcast and then get to the ask right at the top get to the ask first um, and have a hit list of people in a spreadsheet that you can keep um, again this is me planning because I love a spreadsheet keep an idea of who you approach and who said no what time you're getting someone in for the, an upcoming podcast I'm doing oh, I'm sorry for a podcast I did last summer Reality of Reality TV with Fleur East we only had 10 episodes but we had an A list of about 15 to approach in case someone drops out or your yeah. first choice doesn't doesn't turn around then you can approach someone else so and my big, my one, I think the biggest tip here is just ask. That's how I've got loads of the guests that's come to Mike's podcast club is to just be dead cheeky and ask, and they can only say no. Yeah, uh, I'm over that. I'm over that now because I've done it so many times. Good tips.
0: Yeah, I like that. One thing that's left on the list. Which is actually a big one and we could we could probably talk about this for, for many hours and that is marketing. People uh, get scared about how to market their podcast and it's another one that comes up a lot in Facebook groups and other places that people go, oh, you know, how should I go about, how do I tell people about my podcast? If you fall into this category, then one thing that I would do is point you to our last episode of Pod Almighty with Charles where we talk about building a podcast tribe and that touches on a lot of different ways about how you can kind of use social media a bit better you can use social media just to say to people hey i've got a new episode and it's there but actually you can go you can go further than that and you can build a a community and then you can build a tribe around your podcast but i mean social media is and and will always probably always will be now the biggest tool that people have got in terms of promoting their podcast
1: and the website as well like you say if you do build a website too you can use that as a tool link it to your own and own business and use a website if possible, but if you're not starting out with that, yeah, social media is a good good place to start.
2: Yeah, and I think as well, adding on to that social media, Ellie, is where are your audience? And this comes to when you're doing the strategy stuff that James was talking about earlier, is who are your audience, where are they, and how can you reach them? And then linking on that is, again, people you already know. Can you get it out to your own network, get it out to where your audience is, and then... What I always talk about is, is it easy for people to find your podcast and is it easy for people to then share your podcast as well? So easy ins, easy outs. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you got that phrase phrasing because we bring it up in every episode of who is your audience and where is your audience? So even the guests said it important. this time.
0: <laughs> and and I mean, last point on on this, which I think is kind of important, which is we're talking about barriers to launching a podcast. So if needs be, don't worry about marketing it. Worry about getting it out there because it's easier to market something that that exists than something that doesn't exist. So get it done first, get it launched first, and then you can start thinking about all right, what can I you'll actually find if you've got five, six episodes in the bag that you've got a better chance of really engaging a new listener because people tend to binge listen nowadays anyway. So if if it's bothering you, just forget about it for now. Don't worry about (laughs) it. Get get the other stuff done first get just yeah just toss it off don't matter forget about it come back to (laughs) it later (laughs) get get the podcast out first then go back to to worrying about marketing afterwards
1: i do agree that you need a back (laughs) catalogue probably i think that's a good thing if you're worried about it from the off get three or four in the bag
2: some people say launch with three or four because then you get more your listeners you're going to get more listeners because they're listening to four of them. genius I've never in a
1: launch before, though. I've I've advised some to do that. If they're short, little short podcasts, I've always thought, well, it's worth launching with three or four because if they're going to take the time to listen to a five-minute one, they might then hang on and listen to fifteen minutes, and that's three, four episodes. So,
2: but if you're going to think about marketing, think about it during that planning stage as well. Think about uh, factoring it into your time because you don't want to get to the end and go, "Oh shit, I've got to, I've got to market this." Have a think about that when you're planning your time, like we talked yeah. about at the beginning. Sorry, I've swore that's a few probably, times That's in probably this.
0: better advice than me just saying, toss it off, don't worry about <laughs> it. But, I mean, either works. Toss either it works.
2: it Toss it all <laughs> off.
1: I think that's is a good place to end.
0: <laughs> is there anything we've not touched on there, do we think? Is it a comprehensive top 10 or um, have any of us kind of come across other examples?
2: I think that's a cracking top 10.
1: Yeah, I think that, that covers, in a general sense, the main barriers.
2: And what we've right. proven as well is even us podcasters, pros have these barriers as well
0: absolutely and that's I think that's a really really good point and it would be a miss of me not to point out the fact that if you are having trouble with any of these things all three of us will be able to help you through those barriers if you do need someone that can help you. And contact details for all three of us are uh, are in the show notes if you want to uh, to have uh, a look. Vic, thank you for joining us. Really appreciated your Thanks, uh, input. Thank you so some much for joining really interesting stuff me. that's come up there. If there's a subject that you'd like us to cover or a guest that you'd like us to talk to on a future episode of Pod Almighty, then please do let us know. You can find all our previous episodes at podalmighty.co.uk. Uh, join us every month as we explore more... More of the big wide world of podcasting. We'll see you soon on Pod Almighty.